0: The text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day is our gospel reading for today from Mark chapter 5, and especially these words of Jesus. And when he had entered, he said to them, Why are you making a commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but sleeping. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I am positive it would cause just as much of a scene today as it did in Jesus' day. What am I referring to? Well, imagine if one of us walked into a visitation for someone we knew, and there in the midst of all the mourning proclaimed, that old man over there, that middle-aged woman lying over there, that young child, they are not dead but only sleepy. We're told that when Jesus said this, people laughed at him. I suppose in our day, you would probably meet more anger and offense than you would laughter, but let's say it still would not be received well. In fact, this is so true that I would put money on the fact that none of us Christians gathered here today has ever made such a statement at the time of someone's death. They've never ventured out to question whether the person who died in faith is truly dead or if they are just sleeping. I mean, even as I say it aloud now, it sounds kind of ludicrous, right? I mean, of course, that person that is lying there in the casket or whose body has been placed inside the urn, of course, they are dead their heart has stopped beating their lungs have stopped breathing their brain waves have gone dormant i mean as modern people we believe that we know with exact science how to tell when someone is dead no we're not like the brutes of the past who would gather for what they called awake and why did they call it that well, they called it that because they thought there was a possibility that that person that had died might just be sleeping and might awake. They actually delayed the burial for a while just to ensure that they never put an alive person into the grave. But we think as modern people, we know death when we see it. Do we? Well, this we can say, those people in Jesus' day who certainly had much less medical know-how than us, well, they believed they knew death when they saw it too. They were fully convinced that that girl had died, that girl who Jesus was going to see. And of course, when Jesus showed up, his point was not to go and question whether the girl had experienced what any doctor, both now or then, would have called death. In fact, the Holy Scriptures record for us very simply that as Jesus was going, the people came and told Jesus that Jairus' daughter had, in fact, died. She died, in fact, while Jesus got distracted by helping another woman who had been long-suffering with bleeding. So yes, this little girl's heart had stopped beating Her young lungs had stopped breathing. Her brain waves had gone dormant. Jesus wasn't there to question those medical facts, but what he was there to do was to contend with a false understanding he thought was present. He would not concede that just because those things had happened that the story was over, that life for that little girl was over, that there was nothing more that could be done. No, he would not let that misunderstanding stand because he was there. And soon he knew that he would show the power he had over death itself. He would take that little girl by the hand and say to her, little girl, I say to you, arise. And he knew that when he said that, she would arise. She would be raised back to that life that had been so familiar to her just days or weeks before. She would be raised up and would need a snack to get going just like she would have needed had she never got sick and died in the first place. Jesus certainly did this act that we heard about in our gospel reading for the comfort of Jairus and for his family. But it was not the only reason he did it also in order that all people might know what was to come on the last day for those who placed their trust in him. He wanted them to know that everyone who believes in him, though they will at one point or another be judged dead by a doctor or someone else, that those people will wake from the sleep of death on the last day. He was not afraid to say things that might ruffle people's feathers or might cause them to wonder if he had lost his mind. And so he said, she's not dead, she's only sleeping. After all, at another time, he would say this, whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. That's right. Jesus says those that believe in him will never die. It's a promise that Christ makes that we speak right here every time we gather for a funeral. The pastor comes right over to the casket and makes that bold confession right over the body itself. That those who live and believe in Christ will never die. Our world, you see, approaches death more and more as if it's just the final event of life. Many people in our world don't want to stop and speculate about what might happen at the time of death or shortly thereafter. They want to be very scientific about it, and so they tell themselves that death is simply natural. They tell themselves that nothing happens at the time of death other than that the person's body begins to return to the ground. Into such a world that believes such things, we must start to speak as Jesus does. We must say things that are a little ridiculous to our world, We must do it for our world and also for the comfort of us and our other brothers and sisters in Christ. Yes, perhaps it's time to start speaking as Jesus spoke at the time of death. In regards to people of faith who have died, perhaps it's time for us to boldly confess that they are not dead, but that they are simply sleeping. Oh, I suppose people might get a little mad or offended or laugh at us for a few moments, but perhaps in the end it would cause them to actually stop and think what's happening at the time of death. Yes, we should talk this way because it's what we actually believe as Christians. We believe that those who are in Christ will not experience everlasting death, Oh yes, their bodies will give way and they will be placed into the ground, but they will not die forever. No, they will be placed to rest in the ground. That's what we say, isn't it? To rest. And why to rest? Well, because we believe they will be awakened. We believe that is Christ's promise to all who have believed. You see, death is not nearly as natural as science would have us believe. For there was a time before sin in which death had never reared its ugly face forward. There is coming a time again where God's people will live body and soul in a place where death will never be named again. And why is this true? Well, it's all because of Jesus. Because he was crucified but then could not be held in death's strong bonds. No, his crucifixion gave way to his resurrection because it had no choice. For he is the resurrection and the life. I remember as a kid going to my grandfather's funeral. It was one of the first funerals I remember seeing someone in a casket. And I remember when I first saw him in the casket, I was a little bit anxious. For to my eyes, it truly looked like Grandpa was just sleeping there in that casket. Other than the positioning, he really didn't look that much different than when I had seen him take a nap in his lazy boy there in the living room of my grandparents' house. Of course, I had been told and knew that he had died, and so I knew I was not supposed to believe that somehow my grandpa could just sit up and be awake again. But I must admit that my heart was kind of hoping for that, even though it would have been rather scary in the moment, I suppose. It just looked like my grandpa had fallen asleep. So why wouldn't he just wake up? I must admit that after that time for a while, my mind was sort of haunted by this image. I was a little leery of being in the presence of people in caskets, which as a pastor's kid, you're around a little bit more than the average person. But I gotta admit now that I wish perhaps on that day, somebody would have just come up to me and say, you know what, your grandpa, he is just sleeping. Well, he's not likely to wake up right now but he will wake up and why do i wish they would have said that because it's absolutely true you see my grandfather knew the lord and because he knew the lord them and his sins were washed away and he had been promised that on the last day he would be raised up from the sleep of death just like all who believe in christ it's at the heart of what we believe as christians It's what Jesus' death and resurrection ultimately is all about for us. Yes, they are about the fact that my grandfather would be raised up on the last day. Him and all of the others who believed in Christ. And so today, I say to you, that son of yours that died, he is not dead, but he is sleeping. That spouse of yours that breathed their last in your presence They are not dead, but they are sleeping. And indeed, that friend that you saw be placed into the ground, they're not dead, they're sleeping. Because that is absolute truth if those people placed their trust in Christ. I speak it to you today in order that you might have the hope that Jesus died and rose to give to you lest you should have that, rob, that hope robbed away from you by the devil who delights in death. And you, you should take this word of comfort and share it with others, especially those of the household of faith. Remind them that all who are in Christ do not actually die, but are sleepy. For many years now, when someone in the congregation that I am serving dies, I will often put in print these simple words. Asleep in Jesus, followed by the saint's name. It's my favorite way of recognizing a death, though there would be several suitable ones. But it's my favorite because I think it's the simplest way to remind us of what Jesus has told us. That the dead in Christ are not dead, as the world would think about death. They're just sleeping. And they shall awake. They shall wake when the Lord of the resurrection calls them to do so on the last day. What glorious hope God has given to us. Amen.